Thanks very much, Lucundo. And good morning, everybody. It really is so wonderful to be here. Um, just absolutely love this church community, so it's, it's fantastic to be here. I don't know if you were anything like me this morning. Um, it was what I thought, half eight. You know, I, was, I was completely ready. I was thinking, oh, I can have a bit of a relax and a rest now. Suddenly looked at my, well, at the, uh, my phone and realized it was actually half nine, so I had to get a bit of a move on. And I did make it here in plenty of time, but yeah, I got caught, a little semi-caught out by that one. Um, and it's fantastic this morning, wasn't it, to uh, just giving thanks uh, for the mothers uh, amongst us, just really celebrating them and honouring them. It's fantastic to do that. Uh, we so, so appreciate um, all, you, all you do, mothers, and all you are to us. And as well, fantastic having the baptism this morning of Teddy. Absolutely love that. We've had a few baptisms um, over the last few months in Wildenshaw as well, so really celebrate that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's fan, it is fantastic being here again. Um, I just wanted to say, well, the, last, the fir- very first time I came to, to this church community was actually 18 years ago. 18 years ago when I first walked into to those doors and just had an absolutely amazing welcome. Um, and although this church community was really different from the one that I came from uh, when I kind of first moved to Manchester, came from a Methodist church, um, I really did feel really at home here, so blessed, just had an amazing welcome. And I really believe that this was the place that, that God was calling me to. Um, so that was, that, was, that was 18 years ago, and so much has happened uh, since then, uh, being a part of this church community. I've got so many things that I could list, you know, I could talk my whole time just about the things that I give thanks for. I got baptized here as well, um, you know, not long after, after moving here to Manchester as part of this church community. I met my wife, Rian, here. Um, and many, many other things, so uh, I, won't, I won't go on talking too much about that, but um, I do just give thanks for this church community. Uh, and just wanted to say as well, um, in Withenshaw, we do um, really just value and love you so much. Uh, you know, we feel closely connected to you. After all, you know, we're, we're part of the same church, aren't we? Um, we do pray for you and, and think about everything that you're doing here as well. Um, so although, you know, we're not seeing you so much on a, on a Sunday morning, uh, we love the opportunity to gather, gather together with you at different events, things like Deeper, and the event we had last weekend, the, the marriage conference, that was great. So it's always brilliant to see all of you uh, and gather together as King's Church. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about uh, myself as well, just to start off with introduce myself. Um, I think I'm sure some of you know me, but um, just to let you know what I do. Um, so four days a week, um, I work for an engineering consultancy, uh, and one day a week, um, I walk towards um, King's Church and the leadership in and Withenshaw, and I'm so blessed um, to be doing both of those things. I, I have a passion for both of them. Uh, I really believe that God's using me in different ways in both of those roles. Um, I've really seen them being a blessing and a provision from God. Um, and I don't know about you, but I always love chatting to people and hearing about what they do, um, telling them about the different things that they're involved in. Uh, and, you know, you usually have those kind of conversations, don't you? The first time you meet somebody, what do you do? Um, you know, and for myself and Rian, you know, we'll introduce ourselves. And for my wife, Rian, um, she's a teacher. Um, so, you know, she'll say, oh, this is what I do, I teach English. She's actually on maternity at the moment, but she's going back soon. And they can usually say, oh, you know, what do you teach? And ask her a little bit about, you know, um, the school and all those kind of things. Uh, but if we're ever having, having those kind of conversations separately, and maybe she's talking about what I do, um, someone will say to her, so yeah, she'll say, oh yeah, James is an engineer. And if they ever ask a little bit more, they usually won't, but if they do, um, she'll go something along the lines of yeah, something with power stations and pipes, something like that. I'm not really sure, but 
that's fine, I totally understand that. Um, you probably wouldn't be interested anyway, but um, it is one of my things. Um, yeah, so this morning um, I want to talk about um, another passion, another uh, thing that's important to us in our life. Um, you know, since Christmas we've been hearing quite a few different words, haven't we, uh, about having different aspects, uh, being passionate about different aspects of our faith, uh, being wholehearted for Jesus in various different ways. And we've had some fantastic messages in Withenshaw, things like um, the Word of God, wholehearted obedience, uh, passion for God's people, some great words. Uh, and what I want to encourage us in this morning, <clears throat> it might seem a little bit less spiritual maybe, it might seem a bit of a necessity, uh, or at worst, it might seem a bit of a burden or a distraction from the important things in life. Uh, but what I'm going to talk to us about this morning, it probably involves kind of more of our lives um, than a lot of other things, certainly from a time perspective. So I'm not sure if you've figured out what it might be yet, uh, but what I want to um, speak to us about this morning, the clue's behind it, it's gone up already, hasn't it? The slide's gone up, yes. The clue's on the screen. Um, it's work. That's what I want to chat to us about this morning. Didn't work there, but yeah. Um, so I don't know what kind of response that gives you. You may be thinking, oh no, please don't talk to me about work. It's the weekend. Or maybe it's something a little bit more positive. Uh, so when I talk about work today, um, I'm not limiting my discussion on what I'm talking about just to kind of a full-time job or a part-time job. You know, it could be that you're a student. Um, it could be that you have a role in the home, a stay-at-home parent. Um, it could be that you're retired. It could be that you do voluntary work. Uh, whatever stage of life you're at, it could be various different things for you. Uh, and work is actually more than that. You know, work is anything that we put physical, uh, mental effort into. So whatever our position, whatever stage of life we're at, um, God has placed purpose within us in our work. Um, you know, God is a part of all of our lives. Uh, and a work is a significant part of that. Um, so for my title for, for the word that I had today is yeah, up on the screen there. Wholeheartedly living for God in our work. Um, you know, not that, that the object of our wholeheartedness is the work itself. Although, of course, you know, it's important um, to give ourselves to our work and to do the best we can do in our work. Um, but actually, that we can take delight and satisfaction in seeing that our work is unto God. It's for his glory and um, a part of serving his purpose. Uh, and I hope that through what I share today, um, that we'll see that a wholeheartedness and a passion for God can be outworked in our day-to-day -day of our work. And that actually that can be an act of worship and that can be an act of service to God. Something that brings him delight uh, and brings us satisfaction as well. So I'll also be looking at how we conduct ourselves in work, how we respond to challenges, you know, wherever that is, whether that's in a school, in an office, in a workshop, in our homes, um, that we will be a witness for God's goodness and his glory, uh, as well as the, his work of grace in our lives. Um, so I just want to start off by looking in the, the word of God to see what the Bible says about work. Um, so I think one of the best places to start um, in looking in Scripture to understand God's principles or purpose in something is to look at the first time it's mentioned in the Word of God. So the obvious place to go to would be Genesis, wouldn't it? So if you do have a Bible with you or tablet or phone or wherever you want to uh, look up um, the Word of God, we're going to go to the book of Genesis together. Um, so if you want to turn to Genesis chapter 1, uh, and we'll start off at verse 26. Um, so verses that are probably going to be quite familiar to you, but um, we'll, we'll look at them from maybe a slightly different perspective. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. 
Then God said, let us make mankind in our, in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves along the ground. And then skipping over into chapter 2, just want to highlight another verse to us. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. This is another key one. So the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So we see, don't we, really clearly here that God created mankind, he created you, and he created me with a purpose. And a part of that purpose is to work. Um, God's very first instruction to mankind involved him setting out a purpose. Uh, God commissions mankind to rule, to increase, to fill, and to subdue. So we could also interpret that as to administer, to take responsibility for, to make decisions, to create... And all of this is God-given work. You know, right from the beginning, we see that God knows that mankind needs a purpose in work. That work is a God-given gift. And we read in Genesis 2, 15, about God's first task to mankind, to give him a home and a purpose, to work and take care of the garden. And, you know, it's easy, isn't it, to, to fall into that thinking that, Oh, actually, work came about as a result of the fall, um, that it was, work came about as a result of sin. But that isn't the case, is it? You know, work was given before sin entered the world. And therefore, um, it's a part of God's perfect creation. Work was not as a result of the fall, but the, uh, the fall made work more difficult. Uh, and we, of course, see God himself performed work, didn't he, in um, bringing about creation. It tells us at the beginning of Genesis chapter 2, um, by the seventh day, God had finished the work that he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And as God has a purpose to work, and we're made in his image, so we've been given a purpose to work as well. Um, so let's read uh, the verse right at the end of Genesis chapter 1 as well, shall we? Uh, at the end of Genesis chapter 1. It says, at the end of the sixth day, when God has completed his creative work, this is what we read in uh, verse 31. God saw all that he'd made, and it was very good. You know, God examined and he assessed the quality of his work. And he, when he determined that he'd done a good job, he took pleasure in the outcome of that work. You know, God took pleasure from the outcome and took satisfaction in the productive nature of his work. And so we can do that too. You know, whatever that is, it could be helping others with their education. Uh, it could be involved in administering a business. It could be bringing up children, looking after a home, uh, managing a business, maybe tending a garden, designing a bridge, uh, building a house. Whatever it is, we can recognize that as part of our God-given purpose and enjoy the fact that it brings a smile to God's face to see us taking satisfaction in our work. And I love this verse um, from Psalm 19, Psalm 19 uh, verse 1. It explains how God himself reveals himself through his work. It says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And this verse shows us that through God's creation, um, you know, 
His existence, his presence is made known to every single person on the face of the earth. And also his work reveals something about him. The one who performed the work, you know, his creation reveals something about his underlying character, um, who he is. And Jesus talked about this principle in Matthew 7, 15 uh, to 20, where I declared that um, bad trees only produce bad fruit, but good trees, good fruit. So that's a question for us to ask ourselves, isn't it? Are we producing good fruit? Are we producing good fruit? Uh, and in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, it shows us that, that we were created for God's glory. Now, it's God, God's purpose that we um, should put God's glory on display. We should show his glory. But what does that mean? What does that actually mean to us? Uh, now, the term glorify means to reflect to show forth, to demonstrate, uh, to express the image of a person. So therefore, work done by us, done by Christians, it should express something of who God is, of his goodness, of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So my encouragement to us today is, wherever he's placed you, wherever he's placed each and every one of you, you are in a unique position. You're in a unique position because only God has placed you there. And he's placed you there with purpose. You know, you have unique qualities, unique gifts, talents in all kinds of areas of life, all different areas. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, I don't have much to offer. There's nothing special about me. I'm not up to much. Don't believe that lie. Do not believe that lie. Whatever work you're engaged in, be it a teacher, an office worker, a builder, a nurse, a carer, a student, a stay-at-home parent, God has placed you where you are for purpose, to advance and to serve his kingdom in all those spheres of life, wherever that might be. So don't play that down. Don't underestimate what the Christ in you mixed together with your God-given talents, what impact it'll have on the world. You are the hope of God's glory in your workplace. You are the hope of God's glory with Christ in you. And when he hasn't sent you alone, he hasn't sent you alone into those places. His Holy Spirit has filled you with power and strength and grace to display his glory, to show his goodness. And his word, I've got a verse that I believe is his word to us this morning about work. And Colossians 3, 23, it says, Whatever you do, Work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Because you might be thinking this morning, I'm only doing it to receive a wage or I'm only doing this because I have to or this is what I'm supposed to do. I'd encourage you to take the perspective in that verse. What you do is working for the Lord. It's working for God. Not just an income, not just a role, but working for his purpose. And when we see that, it can bring about a whole new dimension to what we do. So I'd just like to take a moment. Perhaps you'd like to, to close your eyes and just visualize yourself wherever you'll be. Maybe this time tomorrow or this time one day this week. And just see yourself doing your, your daily role, your daily work, whatever that might be. Just see yourself doing that. Just imagine yourself in that place. Um, and now as you see yourself in that, that position, that place, that role, um, just think about and ask God, um, what would it mean to be doing that? Um, but see, see yourself doing that for his purpose, 
something about this, something that's bringing about his glory. And now ask yourself, as I do this for God, as I do this for you, Lord, how does that change how I perform my work? How does that change how I undertake that role? And I just encourage you to come back to that as well. Just allow God to speak to you and, uh, and grow you in that role and, and to use you powerfully. So something else we learn from the, uh, the story of Genesis as well uh, and the fall of man in sin um, is that the nature of work did change as a result of um, sin. Um, God pronounced several judgments uh, in Genesis and one of those does concern work. So this is in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 17 to 19 where it says this, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food. So from that that kind of judgment pronounced by God, we see that although man eats the plants of the field, although God provides, um, the the fields also produce thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles. In other words, you know, our hard work and our efforts won't always be rewarded the way we'd expect or the way we'd desire. And I'm sure we can relate to that. I'm sure we'd all had, we've all had times where we've experienced um, difficulties in our workplaces. Um, you know, there's, there's many biblical examples of that as well. And one that I was drawn to was in, in Nehemiah, uh, where Nehemiah is rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem carrying out the purpose that God's given him. And in chapter 4, we read about the the massive, significant opposition that that Nehemiah and the Jews faced, uh, physical attack um, in undertaking the work that God had called them to. And it might not be that uh, we face physical attack in our work, but we can face significant challenges, can't we, in our roles? You know, perhaps you're thinking at the moment, wherever you are in your workplace, I don't want to be there. Perhaps you are really struggling You know, there can be stress and pressure placed upon us, can't there? There can be challenges in relationships, uncertainty about what the future holds, or even just frustrations of the day-to-day grind, all sorts of things going on for us. And maybe it comes to a Sunday night if you work Monday to Friday, and, you know, work is looming the next day, and you are thinking, I just don't want to be there. I can't face it. You know, if you can relate to that at all, I'd say to you, things can change. Things can change in your workplace, in the role that you undertake. You know, first of all, you know, you can change as well. You can change. And also, God can change situations. And I recognize it isn't easy. It isn't easy when you're going through those things. But my two pieces of advice in those situations are seek God's wisdom. Seek his wisdom. Bring those situations to him in prayer. And also, talk to someone else about it. Don't go through it alone. You know, there can be a change of season as well for us, can't there, in times? But that isn't necessarily always the case. Just because things get difficult in a workplace doesn't always mean that we can straight away move on to something new. There can be a season for that, but that doesn't always happen. Or perhaps for you at the moment, um, you're not in work and you're not feeling there's a clear purpose or direction for you. And I would say to you this morning, do not feel condemned. Don't feel that you're unimportant. You are significant to God and God has a good purpose for you. You know, be that a job, be it study, be it voluntary work, be it other activities. He certainly has a good plan and a good purpose for each and every one of us. 
You know, and if that is you at the moment, you know, there are people here who would love to stand and pray with you. And I'm sure there'll be opportunity for that at the end as well. You know, God cares about the big picture. He cares about the big picture. We know, don't we, um, the final outcome of the story, the final outcome of our world. It's a good picture. It's about God's glory, his goodness being on display. We know that glory, the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And he cares about the big picture, but he also cares about the detail. He's also interested in the detail of our lives. And he, li- he listens to us, he moves, and he speaks into our lives. He blesses our lives. Uh, and I remember, you know, when I was a teenager, um, for me, you know, my work at that time, my big concern, what I was putting my efforts into, it was my schooling, my exams, those kind of things. Um, and I remember, you know, going through my first kind of major exams in my life, like my GCSEs, I think it probably was, um, and coming to God and asking for God's help, praying about it, saying, God, please help me. Please help me do my best. Please help me um, be all that I can be and reach my potential. Um, and then I remember having another voice in my head saying, James, can you, can you really pray about this? You know, this, this is insignificant. This is nothing. And, you know, there's all sorts of things going on in the world. You know, wars and famines. Can you really pray about this? But I know that I was wrong in my thinking. Of course we can. Of course we can pray about the situations. God loves us. God cares about the detail in our lives. Yes, we can bring every situation to God in prayer. Every situation. So if you are having difficulty in your work, in your purpose at the moment, bring it to him in prayer. He cares deeply about your situation. So I also just want to uh, share a couple of quick testimonies this morning uh, from some some work situations. Uh, So the first one is... um, from Naomi Armitage, um, some of you might know her. She's part of um, our community in Withenshaw. Uh, and she shared um, a word with us as a church. She preached uh, a few months back about, about this work situation. Um, so she called the title of her word, um, Tell the Mountain. Uh, and she was speaking from a place of just facing a really difficult um, situation in work. Um, and for her, that being a huge mountain, it being a huge obstacle, which, which was impacting all of her life, uh, and she just couldn't see a way past that mountain. She didn't know how that was going to be overcome. But she just stood in faith, saying, that, saying to herself and knowing the truth that her God is greater than that mountain. Her God is above that mountain, that he is victorious, that he's greater, and he holds her life um, in his hands. Uh, and it was just fantastic to, to hear her preaching that word and sharing that word um, of coming through that situation, coming through that work situation and just seeing God's hand at work, seeing God help her through and move that mountain, move that obstacle and help her in that work situation. I know, and if that's you, God can do the same for you. God can take you through that situation, whatever it might be. Uh, and another testimony, which is uh, a personal one for myself. Um, so this is kind of early in last year in um, 2018. I was thinking about my position with an engineering job. Uh, it wasn't that I was unhappy there, but I guess I just felt perhaps a bit apathetic about it. Um, I didn't really feel that I was getting much out of it. Um, so you know, I took it to God in prayer. I was asking, what, what do I do, God? I had started to look at other options and think about things, but I really felt God say, no, just stay. There's still purpose for you. Stay. I've got good, good things for you. I've got a purpose for you where you are. So I kind of carried on with things, just 
going through the motions a little bit, I suppose. Um, and then just completely out of the blue, um, in the summer holidays, I just had an email uh, from a previous employer saying, uh, we'd love to you know, um, talk to you about the possibility of a job. Um, possibly coming back. So at first I thought, oh, I don't know if that's going to be for me. Will that be a bit strange going back to a company that I've worked at before? Uh, but anyway, I went and I chatted to them uh, and I just knew God's hand was in it. I knew it was a God-given opportunity for me. Uh, and I was just so blessed by God um, in that role and just absolutely loving it and passionate about what I'm doing. I just really see it as a provision from God and God just you know, encouraging me to keep going with it. Uh, and he just provided something, something new for me in, in that season. Um, so to just give thanks and, and glory to him through that. So it's, um, thank you, yeah. Yeah, it's often said that um, people have three basic needs in life. Um, love, uh, purpose, and significance. Um, and sometimes people can attempt to find their worth, find their significance in work itself. And unfortunately, that can prove to be disheartening, can't it? If we try to find our worth, our significance in a job, what happens when we face challenges? What happens when maybe we're made redundant or circumstances changed? You know, ultimate fulfillment and meaning is not found in work itself, but it's found in a passionate, a wholehearted relationship with Jesus. So, you know, although work can bring us satisfaction, it can bring us enjoyment, let's ensure that our priorities are right. That first and foremost, it's about him. It's about our relationship with him. It's about making him famous. Let's ensure that our identity, our worth, is found in being a loved child of God. You know, we all need to know here this morning that it doesn't matter uh, what things we achieve in our work. It doesn't matter what kind of job we have. No, it doesn't matter how productive we are. We, are. we receive love from God. We are approved from God. No matter what our employment status, no matter what our job role is, we are loved by him. We are approved by him. And just one area I just want to um, help us in, just encourage us to think about, is just the danger of being consumed by work. You know, it's a great provision by God, but it's so important, isn't it, that we get our priorities right. Um, that, you know, becoming a workaholic is, is a danger, isn't it? Uh, and I think that perhaps could be described as when we start to value work over God, over our family, over and other important aspects of our lives. And obviously, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? There's lots of things to balance in life, but it's so important that we get our priorities right. You know, there's different uh, ways that we can help to ensure that that doesn't happen. I think my encouragement to us is one of the best ways is just to talk to a trusted Christian friend, someone who we know will speak the truth to us, who will speak wisdom into our situation. If you think, actually, am I allowing things to overtake me? Is, is work becoming my life here? Maybe just talk to someone else about it. Uh, and just one other area I want to encourage us then as well, um, alongside work, something that's absolutely key is rest, is rest. You know, and to, uh, I just want to touch on Sabbath rest. You know, going back to that star, story of creation, we see that that as well was a principle that God set out, didn't he, right from the beginning, the importance of rest. And I haven't got time this morning to, to do that justice, but I just want to remind us and provoke us in that, that principle of rest and make sure that we're getting enough rest. And I'm definitely speaking to myself here as well. 
you know, particularly in the kind of digital age uh, where we're kind of constantly connected, where we're often, you know, got devices, you know, maybe work is always in touch with us. It can be tempting, Carton, to be always on the go, so never to be resting. So it'd be great even just for us this morning just to take a moment just to allow God to speak to us about that, allow the Holy Spirit to challenge us about how we're taking rest, about how we can get good rest. So should we just do that for a moment as well? Should we just close our eyes and ask God, how can I take rest? Um, what does good rest look like for me? Am I getting a good, enough rest? You know, God created you and he loves you so, so much. He's placed gifting in you. He's placed abilities and talents in each of you. He's created you for purpose. And a part of that purpose is to undertake work. And I just want to uh, share a verse with us just as I close um, from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, And this is from the, the Passion Translation. This is what it says. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So be encouraged today. Whatever kind of work or role or activity in, however passionate or engaged you are with it at the moment, you can see that work, that role or activity with a fresh perspective today. You can see it as something which is serving God's purpose. So be encouraged, be reminded today that you were created for purpose. And a part of that purpose is what you're doing in your day to day. And also the work that you undertake, it puts his glory on display. It puts his goodness on display. So wherever you are at with at the moment, whatever challenges you might be facing, know that God is with you in it. God is for you. And he certainly has a good plan and a good purpose. Amen.